Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season two, we're talking all about remote work. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to bring you the first interview episode of season two. My guest today is Casey from Casey Meets World. She's a full-time digital nomad working remotely while traveling the world. She's been to 23 countries and also creates content to inspire other solo female travelers to see the world on a budget. She also creates content for her job as well. And this is a really great conversation. She's very inspiring. Her TikToks are awesome. So I'm just really excited to dive into this. And you'll get to see how Casey really knew what she wanted, and then she found the job to make her dream a reality. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I am your host, Callie O'Connor, and I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Casey from Casey Meets World. Well, actually, I'm going to have her introduce herself to you. So Casey, over to you. Thanks for being here. Do you want to tell us about yourself? Yeah, Callie, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, My name is Casey. Like she said, I'm from Casey Meets World. I'm 28 years old. I'm originally from Ohio, but I, when I'm not traveling full-time, I'm in Florida and I've been a full-time digital nomad for about six months now, but before that I was also traveling full-time. So it's been a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And so with this season focused on remote work, let's go back a little bit to like what your life was like and what your career was like before having this full-time travel lifestyle. Right, right. So I graduated from college in 2016 with a degree in business. And um, for four years, it was pretty much just business, business, business. You need to get the good grades so you can get the good internship so you can get the good job, work a nine to five, work up the corporate ladder. And I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I just really wasn't, uh, I came from a really small town in Ohio. So it's just kind of, that's what you do. You go to college and you get a job and you work. And um, I did my first study abroad when I was in college and it just gave me this huge travel bug. And from there, I just was like, okay, how do I make this more? How do I, how do I travel for longer periods of times than just the two weeks, you know, you've talked about it. And so it's definitely like, um, been like an ongoing journey since 2016, maybe a little bit before that. And so when I graduated in 2016, I moved to Florida to try to pursue a business hospitality career. And I had some stuff happen where I worked in a corporate job and they didn't treat me very nicely. And I was very devastated about that. And it just made me realize, like, there's so much more out there than just being a corporate slave. And I had always dreamed of backpacking Europe. And so I decided to kind of take that leap. I saved up for about six to eight months before I left. And I bought a one-way ticket to Europe. And I almost ended up doing a complete around-the-world trip. So 
that was definitely from there. I was like, there's no going back. I am forever a full-time traveler. Like I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Amazing. So like this really ties in nicely with the whole theme of the podcast, the travel possibilities. You did the whole quitting your job to travel thing. And so after that trip, what happened next? So that's where things get a little like tricky. So I came back at the end of 2018 after doing my six months of traveling. And I was in this spot where I was like, okay, I didn't really have a plan going into this. How, how am I supposed to continue? Like I need money obviously to travel. So I started looking for remote jobs or work from home jobs that um, I could do. And I had found teaching. So I, I was doing ESL teaching online. But uh, I quickly learned that that was only going to be very part-time. I was going to get burnt out if I was teaching 40 hours or more a week. That's just not who I am. Um, and so then I was living with my parents. I was so privileged to be able to move back in with them. And then when um, 2019 came, I was saving up as much as I could. And then I'd go travel for a little bit. And then I'd come back, save as much as I could, travel for a little bit, come back. And then um, at the end of 2019, I decided okay, maybe I need to take just a couple, like a little bit of a longer break and save up a little bit more so that I can travel for longer again. And I moved down back down to Orlando and then COVID happened. So that just started a year and a half of just crazy, you know, uncertain times for everybody. But, you know, when, when something is so wrapped up in your identity as travel is, and you get that taken away from you, it hurt bad, definitely hurt bad. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can totally resonate. And so when you were having these moments of like saving and staying home and saving, what kind of jobs were you doing? Was it the ESL teaching or did you do other jobs as well? Yeah. So I've been doing ESL teaching for the past three years um, through two different companies. But again, both of those very part-time. And then I also was a server for a little bit um, because I do have a hospitality background and pretty much any kind of side jobs that I could get or, you know, stuff. It was, it was basically like a 1099 situation, you know, or like, (laughs) yeah, where I was just working in order to be able to, you know, just do whatever, whatever I could odd and end job, like, what's the word? Odd jobs. Yeah, I do. I totally get it. And like, anytime I go back home to Boston to visit my family, I walk dogs on wag. Cause like, yeah, I love it. It's, it's, easy. it's so easy. I'm like, I want to pet dogs all the time. And like the money's not bad. If I'm going to go on a walk anyway, my God, like might as well do it like that. So, might as well take a dog with you and make some money. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you get it. I yeah, get I'm, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then tell us what happened, how you found your job now, how you moved to like having a remote job. Right. So I always knew during 2020 and 2021 that I wanted to get back out there and I was waiting till it was as safe as possible. And, you know, we were a little bit less uncertain with how things are happening and adapting to being a full-time traveler with a pandemic is a whole nother beast in itself. Um, but I did realize at about midway through 2021 was when I was able to get my, um, vaccines. I have both, I have both vaccines and the booster. And so I was able to get them. And then I realized like, you know, this is probably as good of time as any to start back out. So I 
was like, okay, I'll quit my serving job that I had when I was in Orlando. I'll just rely solely on my savings that I have and then my, my ESL teaching. And so I was trying to pick up as many hours doing the ESL teaching as I could. And that got me through the summer, but I was also burning through my savings a little too much. And I was constantly searching for a job. I was looking online for a a remote job that I could do. And then I, through like networking, I had followed somebody who I thought I was like, I was looking for a company and I was like, oh, this person works for this company. Let me follow them and like reach out and talk to them. So I followed her. And then uh, a couple, maybe a couple weeks, a month later, she posts that she's looking for someone to do social media. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's what I've, I've been looking for. Let me apply. And then we had the interview. I had the interview with the co-founders and then I got offered the job and here we are. So it was, yeah, just kind of luck and fate and a little bit of hard work in there. And it was nice. Totally. And like, honestly, like I think networking is like this buzzword when people tell me I have to network, I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) but like, and you made it sound really easy and maybe it is easy and maybe it's not as bad as maybe people like me play it out to be. Can you give us like a couple of tips on how networking played into your job search? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a, I consider myself an extremely extroverted person. So networking for me is not something that I look at as this big beast. I definitely am. I'm, I think that I I'm better at it than most people probably are because I, it's just so easy for me to talk to people. So again, kind of going back to my business roots, you know, we always heard networking in college and it's really, I mean, people, I think people do build it up a little bit like that. It's this big, you know, scary thing, but it's really not. I mean, you, you just have to, what I did personally was like, I, I looked at, okay, I want a remote job. What skills do I have that I can offer to somebody? And then I started looking at specific companies that I wanted to work for. And then I also was applying on Indeed and LinkedIn. But uh, I think, you know, with networking, it was just sending that message and being like, hey, my name is such and such. This is a little bit about me. I would love to connect or I'd love to talk. And it just opens up this like channel of communication with somebody. And then that way in the future, you know, you're thinking about you know, something happens and then you're like, oh my gosh, I know somebody who would be perfect for that. And it's, it's really that, that easy. Um, but it does seem very overwhelming. Yeah. I love that so much. And like, I'm an introvert. So like, I think that's where our views on networking differs, but like, I think you're so right. And I think it's so important. And I think the key thing you said is like, do it in advance, not when like you want something, you want to do it before you need something, because then it's not like, so like, it doesn't feel as bad or icky because you're not just reaching out to someone because you want something. You're actually building that genuine connection. Right. Exactly. Like that's so true. So I really took a while to kind of just look into myself and and see, okay, what are my passions? What do I like? Even if it wasn't something that I was going to turn into a career, but just, I think social media is huge for this. You know, what, what do you, when you're consuming TikTok and Instagram and, and all these other social media apps, like be intentional about what you're consuming. So I was like, okay, I like travel and I like social media. I love creating content. So let me follow people that also like to do those things. And it it gets the ball rolling. It's very inspiring to talk to other people who are also on a similar journey as you are. And that's how I've met, you know, a lot of my good friends was through Instagram and TikTok. 
and this is that's how I got my job was through Instagram. So that was amazing. So cool. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about this job and what you do for them and what they do and all of that good stuff? Yes, yes, I can. Um, Onomy is the company that I work for. They are a startup out in California. They are incredible. My entire team has been amazing since the start. This is my fourth month working for them and I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. Um, they created Onomy as a free educational resource for Gen Z and millennials to kind of transition from the school era, whether that's high school or college, into being an adult. Because there's so many things that we didn't learn when we were in school that totally, you know, could have helped us along the way, but schools just failed to to teach those. Whether it's something as simple as like taxes or 401ks or investing, um, or even we do talk about, you know, mental health issues or your job or how to find a job or how to network, um, you know, and like, I, I love that we create, this is completely free. It will never be a charge service. We want to provide these resources for people who maybe didn't have the privilege of having like family members or parents or somebody who, who could teach you all of that. So that's really what we're striving for. And it's a very heavy, um, social media, content creation based company. So I was hired on as their TikTok strategy, um, TikTok strategist. And so I create the content for their TikTok page. And then I do some other things as well as, um, including newsletters and blog, how I help with the blog and different things along those lines. So cool. And that sounds amazing. And I'm glad that exists and I'm glad I know it exists now. And so your coworkers, is it a mostly remote environment or is there an office or how does that setup work? Yeah. So I think one of the many benefits of being in a startup is that it's newer. So they have this more progressive view on, you know, remote work and things like that. So there's an office in California and I would say probably about half of our company does live out in LA where they're located. And so they have the option to go into the office if they want to, but everyone is a completely remote um, person, like work from home situation. So we have New York, technically I would be Florida, um, I think out in Colorado, like out in the Midwest, um, and then not in the Midwest, out West, and then out in California. And we're all completely remote. I technically don't have hours that I'm, uh, I have to work. So I just create my schedule around my traveling. Very cool. And are, did they, yeah. are they aware of your travels or do you, is it just something you do or was it discussed in the hiring process? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. They knew from the get-go that I was going to be traveling full time. So my manager who I direct, I report directly to, she also had traveled for a while. So she understands what it's like. And they knew from the beginning that that's who I was. And this is kind of why I was looking for a remote job, but also I wanted to be intentional about what jobs I was looking for. And then um, they, so for our Christmas party this year, we did the Onomies, which is kind of like the Dundies, if you've ever seen the office. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course, right? And so I got the Dundee or the Onomy, like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Cause they're always (laughs) like, where are you this week? Like what time zone are you in? So yeah, it was really funny. That's awesome. I love that so much that, So it's great to hear that there are companies out there that do embrace this lifestyle and 
you just have to be open to the possibility that it exists for you. Yeah. I think that it's definitely changing. I, I was extremely interested in remote work before COVID. However, I believe that it has definitely put a uh, more of like a fast track for this work from home possibility. So I'm very excited to see what the future holds for a lot of these newer or younger companies. And it's so great that my company trusts me to get the work done there. You know, they say, we trust you. Here's what we need from you. Get it done. And we won't, you know, we're not going to have constraints. So music to my ears. That's how it should be. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I always have those little pinch me moments. Like, is this really my life? Is this (laughs) what I've been working for for the past three years? And I I, I have it like, this is crazy. It's like, now what? Like you just have it. (laughs) Exciting. Yeah. Travel away. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, <laughs> this is like new territory for me because I have been, you know, like I said, I would save up, quit, go travel for a few months and then come back. And so technically like, this is what the coming back part, because I came home for the holidays and I was like, oh, this would be where I would start working to save again. And now that I have this job, I'm like, oh no, I don't have to do that anymore. Wh- what am I going to do next? You know? <laughs> That's so exciting. So where have you traveled recently? Um, Recently, I've traveled to, so Costa Rica was in June and then Mexico in July. And then I did Europe for the fall. So I was in England, France, uh, Portugal, and Poland, which is incredible. Have you been? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I love Poland. And then... I came home for the holidays and for a wedding. I was in a wedding for a good friend of mine. And then um, next, I'm actually headed to Guatemala in February. So I'll be there for about two and a half months. Awesome. So exciting. And are there any destinations you feel that are more suited to working remotely than others? I think yes. I think any destination could probably work if you wanted it to or if you really had a desire to go there. But I believe that there are probably some countries that are a little bit better to uh, stay for longer periods of time. And for me personally, I'm a big budget traveler. I love being able to save where I can. That's, you know, one of the huge parts about traveling is, you know, as a digital nomad is figuring out how to travel long term for cheaper. So I definitely focus on places like Central America, some countries in South America, Southeast Asia, places where it's going to be a cheaper standard of living than in the U.S., so I'm earning U.S. dollars, but then I'm being able, that money's being able to go so much farther. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And so yeah. aside from budget friendliness, like how do you go about picking your destinations? And is there anything that a destination has to have in order for you to consider going there? Honestly, I just kind of go with what I want. Uh, if I think, oh, wow, this place kind of seems cool. Let me start reaching out to people that I know and looking at up you know, what to do in those countries. And if it's something that I find, okay, yeah, I would love to go here. That's kind of how I've, I've always done it. I follow a lot of travel accounts. So I'm always inspired. I have like a running list of places I want to visit, but to be a digital nomad, I would say the most important would be Wi-Fi. I think, you know, that mm-hmm. <laughs> huge, um, strong Wi-Fi. And I personally like to stay more in Airbnbs to just kind of like give that home feeling you know, have a place to like relax and decompress. 
because travel can get overwhelming. So being able to come back at the end of the day and like have a place where you feel at home is, is really important. Totally. Yeah. And can we talk a little bit about the whole work-life balance thing? Like how do you manage to get your work done when there's a whole new destination out there and probably a lot of really fun, exciting stuff that you want to do? So how did you structure your weeks? Well, that's a good question. I think that's an <laughs> ongoing uh, battle that I have right now because you know, you know how it is. You get to a new place and you're so excited and you just want to see everything. But I think when it comes to being a digital nomad, if you want to be a full-time traveler, you have to look at slow travel versus that constant go, go, go. So for me personally, this summer, I kind of um, toyed with the idea of staying in places long-term such as, you know, Costa Rica was only for about a month, but then Mexico was six weeks. And I got an apartment and at the time I was traveling with a friend. So we had um, an apartment, an Airbnb together. And then we would stay there. That was like our home. And then on the weekends we would go travel. So I would say, okay, Monday through Thursday, these are going to be my normal days where I work. I, you know, I, whatever hours I want to work within that day, but Monday through Thursday is going to be the days that I work. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday are going to be the days that I go explore. And also, I mean, you're not working the, you know, every hour, Monday through Thursday. So you have the afternoons or the mornings or whatever it is to go explore. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it kind of holds me a little bit more accountable if I'm like, okay, these are the days that I'm working. These are the days that I'm, I'm having fun. Definitely. I think, yeah, especially with like a full-time job, having that structure is key. And I think sometimes it can get a little bit wishy-washy when you have like less hours or potentially a part-time job where it can be like too flexible. So yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. So I definitely agree. Like it, it, it's hard. It really is. And I can't say that I am a master at it yet because there are some times where maybe, you know, there's a place that I want to go, but I don't want to be there for as long of a period of a time as I did like another place. So then it does get a little tricky to balance that work-life balance, but you do have to kind of check in with yourself and be like, Hey, listen, you know, you are working. This is how you fund your travels. You need to get your work done. So it's definitely an ongoing, you know, struggle. Definitely. And like, I think it really helps when you have a great job with a great employer, like you want to be doing it because if you find a remote job and you take it just because it's a remote job, but you hate it, like the hate is going to be even deeper seated because it's preventing you from actually traveling. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I can, without a doubt, this is probably the best job that I've ever had in every sense of the form, like my, my team, what I'm actually, what I'm doing, you know, the structure of it, everything it is worked out so insanely well, like even better than I could have hoped for. And so for me, I enjoy my job. So it's a little bit easier for me to be like, okay, I need to sit down and do my job now. And it makes it easier for me, I think. That's awesome. And then, so you create content for your job and you also create content for your own um, channels or I don't know what you call them, profiles, yeah. <laughs> social <laughs> medias. <laughs> My I'm brand, like, I guess. Yeah. Sure. So like, do you feel, does it get overwhelming? Do you're like, do you ever want to take a break from creating content or do you just love it so much that it's easy for you? 
Honestly, so far, I think, because I know burnout is very real, especially in the social media space. But I think so far, I've done a really good job at that balance. Because again, I do love it so much. And who would have thought that an app, you know, TikTok would have changed my life so dramatically in the past two years. Um, But I think for me, I really, really enjoy it. So I haven't really felt that like huge burnout. But at the same time, I don't put as much pressure on myself. So if I'm creating content and it's going great, awesome. But then if I have maybe like a slow period where I'm not posting as much, I don't put that pressure on myself to be like, oh, you have to post every single day. You have to make all of this content, you know? So now that I'm working and doing this for my personal brand, sometimes my work does take a little bit of a priority just because, you know, that is my I do, I do make money through Casey meets world, but not as much as my full-time job. So, mm-hmm. um, that's where I kind of put my priority into, mm-hmm. but my brand, my Casey meets world brand is a travel brand and my own life. So it's really, I find it very easy to kind of just capture quick moments and post and just be, you know, just come along with, come along on the journey with me, you know, and it's, it's a very easy way to not feel as burnt out when you're just sharing tidbits of your day. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Thankfully I have not felt that burnout. <laughs> Great. That's okay. Very cool. Cause yeah, sometimes like when you're doing like similar things for work and for life and like, but when you love it, then you love it. And so, so it goes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely important to take a break every now and then if you do feel overwhelmed, there's nothing wrong with that. And you just need to, take that break and reset. But also a good idea that I have, um, or that I personally use is that I batch content a lot of the times. So that way, when I am feeling burnt out or overwhelmed, I don't have to feel like, Oh my gosh, I have to create today. Just pull something from my drafts and post it. And it's right there. Perfect. Great tip. Okay. Well, Casey, this has been such a great conversation and I'm so happy for you that you found this job and it's really exciting and I love following your journeys on Instagram and I'll have to find you on TikTok as well. Um, <laughs> it's the same everywhere. So it's super okay. easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And so just before we go, like what's something you would recommend to someone who's looking for a remote job that, so that they can travel more? Like what's one tip that you would suggest to someone who was in your shoes? So I would suggest don't give up for sure. If you, it took me three years to get to this, this point. And so if you feel lost or hopeless or whatever it is, just don't give up. There is going to be something at the, you know, at the other end, that's going to make it all worth it. And just make, start now. And like you said earlier, start now. So that way in the future, something comes up and it's just, it, it, it all lines up perfectly. Awesome. Fantastic advice. And as you said, we can find you on social Instagram, TikTok at Casey meets world, Casey with a K and I'll link it in the show notes as well so that there's no mistakes. And do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close out today's episode? I don't believe so, but thank you so much for having me on and hopefully we see each other on the road someday. (laughs) And if any, oh, and if um, anyone ever has questions about travel or remote work or whatever it is, don't be afraid to reach out. I, I respond to everybody. So not a big deal. 
<laughs> Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on, Casey. And thank you everyone for listening and tuning in today. Uh, we will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you. Before you go, if you believe remote work is your path to more travel, but feel overwhelmed trying to find a job that will allow you the freedom you so desire, I've got you. The doors to my mini course, Remote Work and How to Find It, are now open. We cover everything from determining what kind of jobs will best suit your lifestyle, where to find these jobs, how to craft a resume and cover letter for success, and tips and tricks to succeed in the digital nomad lifestyle. You'll also gain access to a private Facebook group so you can have support in each step of your journey. Enroll now at travelshifters.com slash remote dash work or click the link in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at the travel shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.